Welcome back. It's Monday, August 31st. Ugh, summer's coming to an end. Um, yeah. Even though temperatures last week were still in the 30s and now we're pushing. I think there was a frost warning last night. So we've uh, gotten rid of the middleman and have just dove headfirst into uh, pumpkin spice latte season, which I'm personally am not ready for. I've had a fantastic summer, <clears throat> gotten lots done, and I've spent quite a bit of time outside, I'd say. But there, uh, there's a solid contingent at work that are celebrating fall and the imminent uh, turning of the leaves and, I guess, the approach of winter. So I can understand their point of view. Um, August here was, I think, way, way above average. We had tons of days and like a huge spell there where everything was 30 degrees plus. So I can see them getting tired of it if they're not heat people um, or if they're not into paying the power bill when uh, your AC is running 24-7. So it was kind of interesting because last night we had to actually close up all the windows and brace for it because I think it dropped there was a frost warning I don't think that actually happened but I think the temperature got down like five eight degrees which coming off of all that heat is kind of a shock to the system and now you kind of just can't wake up and throw on your jeans and t-shirt and storm out the door in the morning you gotta layer or have a jacket or something going on but it's yeah it, it is what it is and fall is coming and you can't really I think it's more that the bitter part for me is I think a lot of us were denied our summer vacation or traveling or a lot of the fun so a we got ripped off of summer and summer vacation and traveling for those who do that and just road trips in general and just even having fun like beaches were closed for how much of this and so now to have the temperature plummet and us kind of have fall rear its ugly head and overnight almost, it kind of sucks. So not looking forward to it. Like I said, had a good summer. Would like to actually have a summer where there's no restrictions, but that just isn't going to happen. So got to kind of live with what we're given. Um, for the weekend, I actually upped my running. So now, what was it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So this is the first time that I've actually attempted jogging three times in a row. It went well. I feel like my body can do the 5K, no problem now. Um, I was, I had attempted back-to-back, I think it was a week or two ago, and it just, I had to stop and kind of rest partway through the second day run. But this time, I did three days in a row, uh, no problems, did the full somewhere between 4 and 5k. I don't run the 5k app anymore to kind of tell me to run. I just, the path I run, I think they say is 4k. And so I run that and then some, plus the walking at the beginning and the end to kind of warm up and cool down. So that's kind of neat. My body said no today. (laughs) So there was no, no run tonight, but the legs are a little tired. But I'm pretty happy with myself considering 46 wasn't a runner before like I think my only history with running was playing basketball and that's more of a stop stop or stop start 
sprint kind of sport. So super happy to even hammer out that goal this summer. I know I had tried last fall and then it just winter kind of kicked in. So I wasn't able to finish the, the interval training. So now I got it out that it, I can run 5k. Well, between four and five, I think I even pushed six on Sunday. And so now I just need to maintain that. And some of the runs were super hard uh, when the temperature was high 20s and especially like low 30s with humidity and all that. So I'm kind of curious what I can do with that 18 to 22 range for temperature. I think I'll be able to run um, uh, daily for starters. And then I think I'll be able to maintain a run for a little bit longer the path I'm doing now is four, and like I said, I kind of one in a bit the lap, and I know there's another path near me that's seven kilometers, so now kind of in my mind is, do I push to do the seven, or do I just kind of sit happy that I can do four to five and uh, go from there, so it's interesting. I remember in my conversations, because a lot of this is me preparing to be in shape for basketball at 46. And so I kind of, I Googled how much ground a person covers in a basketball game. And I was actually surprised that it was only like 2.6 miles. So that's under 5k. So, but that also doesn't take into account that there's sprinting and you get breaks and stuff like that between plays. So I don't know if being able to run just five kilometers at a whatever pace I'm doing, um, is enough so I don't know if I'll have to start doing some kind of sprint run sprint run training or what I'll need to do but it's nice like it's in a really shitty year just being able to actually set some goals that I can actually still do under lockdown conditions and just pull it off right so I'm pretty happy with myself the 5k is a big deal to me Um, it doesn't suck to get up and run and even on my last run, I was able to get my um, kilometers down to under six minutes, like not by a lot, like it was probably 550, 555, um, but still making progress, speeding up. So we'll see. I might have to do a little research, but like I said, a standard basketball game, people aren't even running 5K. So maybe I just need to kind of up the intensity and keep the distance down, but Marathons have never been on my radar or a real goal, so I don't know if that would even be an option if I push the seven kilometer side of the path. But for now, I'm happy and I'm just gonna try and get that up to where I'm comfortable. Like today, it sucked, like my legs were pretty unhappy with me, so I needed to take a day off. So maybe just being able to get up to that consistent running every single day without pain or my body kind of revolting in any way because I don't want to push it because I remember in April when I tried to start this program I horribly horribly pulled my calf and kind of derailed the entire progress of this summer so gotta listen to your body I'm a big proponent of if your body's telling you something take a day off Um, and just give it that rest especially at my age I don't need to fuck around and set myself back or rip or throw something out horribly so um i'll try and run again tomorrow i'm hoping i'm more recovered and just go from there um (laughs) the other 
kind of neat thing was after one of my running days, I went and kind of shot around the basketball and it doesn't happen often, but the ball actually went and got jammed at that kind of 45 degree angle and got stuck up there. And so honestly, the last time this probably happened to me has been 23, 24 years ago, if even not more than that. And when I was younger, it was just easy to jump up and just pop the ball out and (laughs) all of a sudden and all these years later now I'm out at the playground all alone and it's still I think it was an early morning shoot around after my run and so the ball gets stuck up there and thinking like I'm it's still just same old same old I went to jump up and just kind of knock it out with my hand and um, I didn't come near it I was probably two three if not more I'll say maybe three four inches shy of being able to just pop the ball out that was um, jammed in between the rim and the backboard and that was kind of a wake-up call because when I was playing on a regular basis I don't think at any time was I able to dunk I'm I just measured myself recently because I don't think I've ever officially like checked my height ever maybe at some point but I don't remember and so I measured myself and I'm six one and three quarters, so I'm not exactly in that tall donkey range. And let's be honest, at the end of the day, um, not the most athletic guy in the world. So it was. I'm glad it was morning and there was no one around because that's ridiculously embarrassing. So I'm like alone, my basketball stuck up at the net, and I'm sitting there and trying to like run up to it and get enough um, motion going to like pop up and pop the ball out and just it didn't work and wasn't working for me and in the end the sad thing that I had to do is um, my ice scraper wasn't put away (laughs) so it was sitting in the back of my jeep and so I had to like slink back to my vehicle grab my snow brush ice scraper and jump up and use that to kind of like jab and pop the ball out so that I could continue shooting around and practicing but like I said I'm glad there was no human life around that I could saw I think a little bit later someone walked by with a dog but that that was a huge uh humbling experience because I've kind of been flirting with ideas of like what do I need like I never really tested my vertical to this point I know when I shoot around with my son sometimes we go to a school that has maybe an eight and a half nine foot net and so with that I can dunk and show off to him but I had never really pushed my vertical on a 10 foot rim I remember the first time I went to do like a layup it was alarming inside my head that I wasn't coming anywhere near where I wanted to for like letting the ball go and like roll off my fingers into the net and so um, so the week wasn't up. I did a lot of running, felt really great about that. And then it kind of came back down with me realizing I can't jump. <laughs> so, and that's going to play a lot into if and when, and that's my next thought is, um, obviously all leagues have been shut down and there is no recreational basketball. Um, I even went by the one set of courts that are at our university here and they've got them padlocked down because they have a fence around them. So there's no way for there's there's no way for there to be games to happen at all. And so I 
now that I can run and now that I found that I've got my touch back, one thing that I wanted to move on to was testing myself with like live opponents. And so that has completely been floored. <clears throat> and so um, maybe that's good that that's not on the table because I think I need to take some solid time and do some research and looking up into what I need to do to um, get my vertical back. Um, it's pathetic. And if I enter a league where anyone takes themselves seriously, like I get it, I'm almost 6'2", but anyone of any athletic caliber is going to be able to stuff me in a heartbeat. And so I got to take that into account and kind of work on it. And I remember I was chatting with my one friend and um, we were talking about those vertical boxes where you can buy them and they come, I think... um, uh, what am I, what were the dimensions? Like 18 by 24 by maybe 26 and you can get them bigger and smaller, but they're they're so that you can jump, like they're jump boxes, right? And so you can kind of jump up, jump down and just keep going, right? And it helps you kind of work on your explosiveness and your vertical and they're kind of expensive. But when I was chatting with my one friend, he had mentioned that, um, they're not that hard to build. Like really it's, um, a bunch of two by fours and you kind of, build them to the dimensions that you want for the the cube or whatever to whatever heights you want for jumping um maybe 12 12 18 24 it'll be kind of what i need for starting out but you kind of make this box and then you start with the low and you just keep jumping jumping like two foot jumping and landing on the top of it and then kind of go to the next the next height up and keep going and um so he had talked that he had found um a thing online that kind of gives how to build it and what you all, all the components you need, which it's probably not super hard, like legitimately two by fours, some plywood and screws, right? So I think something like that is the next logical step for me because I can run my shot. The touch feels nice. Um, it is like, like a bike, um, which is nice. It would have been depressing if I didn't have the mechanics because I felt like I was a good shooter when I was growing up and I even remember when I went through um, the tryout process at the university I remember the coach saying that I did have a nice technical shot so I've always carried that with me and the fact that I'm a lefty too I think has kind of played into my favor in some scenarios and so yeah vertical and just a I think the term is plyometrics and just sitting there and like jump, jump, jump and like work on explosiveness because um, I I don't want to have to bring a snow brush to play basketball anymore because that was embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> um, I attempted to watch some of the modern NBA playoffs. Um, I'm a Lakers guy. Uh, Magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time. So and I didn't even realize that it hasn't been since 2012 that the Lakers had even won a playoff game. So I sat down and watched it. And it was just like, I think it was, they had 42 points in the first quarter. And it was ridiculous. Is Did they have 80 at halftime? Like the scores now are wrong. And it's, it comes down to that it's a three-point game now. And the, the skill of the three-point shot has gone through the roof. And just the the economy of shooting 45% or whatever it is from the three-point line is just, it makes sense compared to even if you're shooting 50 or 60% from within that, it just, 
it makes sense to roll the dice and shoot three. So I'm watching these games where almost at all times, four of the five players are outside the three-point line and just trying to pass it around until someone has a moderately open look and flings it. And it's just, I don't enjoy this style. I don't enjoy watching it. Um, So I am curious if that's across the board everywhere because that's the NBA. And those are highly skilled people who can nail threes and that's their living. So when things do calm down here, I don't know if that's how it is at all levels. So when it does get to the point that the leagues open up, <clears throat> there's there's a league here that is for men 35 plus. So um, I still do want to play again, but if it ends up being this um, the same style that's like a three-point contest where there's no little to no post-up game going to the hole, um, no touching. Like, it seems like, I don't know, it just... The game seems too perfect. Like, it's, I get the excitement of high scoring, but I also don't, it just, it seems too clean, too perfect, right? Like, it all, like, and I've gone back and I've been watching a ton of 90s NBA. Like, this, like I said, that Jordan documentary really inspired me to just kind of find that piece of me that grew up and was completely enthralled and in love with basketball. And so, I don't know, it just, I get that the modern game is more skilled. Like you have seven foot men that are like draining three pointers and the skill in that is ridiculous, right? Like there was no center who I would reliably trust as to shoot a three pointer ever in the nineties. But that's not the point. I enjoyed that. There was five role players. You had your point guard. They brought the ball up. You had the shooting guard. That was, they were the three point specialist, right? That you would kick it out to if everything kind of collapsed in the paint um, the small forward, the power forward, and their roles. Uh, and then you have your center, who's your in-the-paint guy, the rebounder, and just kind of um, the shot blocker, right? And it just it doesn't feel like those roles exist. It feels like all five people out there are interchangeable. Like um, The irony is Magic Johnson being my favorite player, and one of the things I touted about him whenever there was an argument for like greatest of all time Um, is that he could play all five positions and he was that skilled. And now all of a sudden you have a league um, where everybody is that skilled and there's no specialists anymore. And it just, it just feels like I get it. The skills probably at an all time high, um, the caliber of the athlete and just the sports medicine too, right? Like everyone's wrapped up in compression shirts, leggings and, I'll attest now that I wear compression stuff because of injuries. Uh, it's amazing. And it's just, um, the game is almost too perfect. You need to dirty it up again. So I don't know how you do that. And I've kind of been doing my research and looking and seeing where uh, illegal defense disappeared and hand checking disappeared. And just, uh, I'm not sure if they're more stringent on fouls or not, but just, that's the only way I can describe it is the game seems too clean and pristine and there's no, like, don't get me wrong, I don't want it to go back to Detroit Piston bad boy era where they beat the fuck out of anyone who comes and tries to dunk or do a layup or in the paint at all. But I, on the other hand, I did appreciate the gritty teams, like the hard work in like the early 90s Knicks, right? Like Ewing, Oakley, um, 
Charles Smith, John Starks, um, Anthony Mason. Um, there's the grit of teams like that, that they knew they weren't as athletic as the Bulls, but they just pulled up their socks and just like, they weren't dirty. They were tough and they played within the rules, but when it came crunch time, they played hard and did it to their best abilities and it was gritty and it was just, that's the kind of basketball I enjoy is so I find myself going back now and like I think before I recorded here I had just watched a um, 1996 game between the Lakers when Magic Johnson had made his comeback Um, and it's just yeah like I don't know I just that's my era and so with um, with me wanting to just see if I can do it again um, I hope that at just the garbage city league level um no offense (laughs) um that there's still those roles right because and that some form of like physicality or grit is in there because um that's the game that I fell in love with and it would break my heart if it was not what I wanted it to be I think I won't ever completely step away like I did after um my I blew my knee out and kind of became a different person and kind of fell down some different rabbit holes but um yeah I just between watching the different games of now and 30 years ago sadly um I I miss the old game and god bless YouTube and all the people that are throwing these things up um it's it (laughs) I appreciate it and it's even amazing because uh, people who watch these games now and go back, it's hilarious because the people who are throwing these videos up are um, they're, <laughs> they're throwing up stuff that's obviously being ripped from VHS because I'll be watching a game and all of a sudden it's like in my in my mind, I'll be like, adjust the tracking because it'll have that like ripple down the screen from when you recorded something on your VCR. And it's like um, DVD came into effect in the late 90s, right? So like you have to be my age or older even to know like, oh, that's that guy's tracking is out of whack, right? Like, who's going to say that while watching? Like, I guess, let's be honest. How many people are sitting there watching um, 1990s NBA religiously and bitching about the tracking? So I right there, I'm a giant loser. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, I keep going down this rabbit hole of the 90s because I just, I yeah, I love it. I love revisiting it. I love like the 96 Laker lineup, like Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, Anthony Peeler, Cedric Sabalas, um, Vladdy still on the team. And then they got Magic Johnson back for one last run because he wanted to retire on his terms. And it's just, um, the league was great. Uh, That was, yeah, so that would have been the last time you would seen him against Jordan but at that time Magic would have been 36 so and he was starting games at uh small forward small forward or power forward no Eldon Campbell is out there so he would have been small forward he wasn't even the point guard anymore because they rebuilt without him and they had grabbed Nick Van Exel who's an amazing uh great point guard and they even had Sedale three who they picked up right after magic retired so they had a depth of point guards none of them were magic johnson but then he also was bigger and slower at 36 so 
it was neat to see how they kind of worked him back in. And I think their record, um, I think they ended up being the number seven or eight seed, but like that was because he wasn't there for a lot of the season. So then when he rolled in, it it made them a threat again. And it was it's nice to see him also because he kind of lost to the Bulls in the finals and then kind of had his life yoinked out from underneath him when he found out and then had to retire. So it was fun. And I just, I like diving into that genre and a kind of age of basketball. And it's nice to see that there are YouTube channels that are dedicated to that era and they do kind of called it call it the golden age that 80s through 90s period where you had I think Dr. J Larry Bird and Magic era right on through until Jordan retires and um, a lot of that is the NBA on NBC era and it's just it like I said it holds a special place in my heart Um, let's let's move on from there Um, stand-up has been on my mind a lot lately Um, I find myself like last night I watched one of Bill Burr's Netflix specials. Um, I've been listening to his Monday and Thursday podcast religiously, and now I'm working my way through a lot of Rogan um, and a few other, but it's like I, f- I now find the podcasts that I kind of connect with the host, even like Whitney Cummings and a few other ones. Um, I really enjoy listening to the comedians when they host it I find I enjoy their lighter sense like the lighter kind of it's not as serious tone overall in a podcast because they're comedians right and um, most comedians are generally uh, fucked up people that have like they don't candy coat shit either right and so most of them are not a part of the PC culture they speak their mind and they kind of have an off center view of the world which I appreciate so yeah I've been watching a lot of comedy listening to a lot of comedian podcasts um, and I don't know if it's my brain gearing up for that venture that I want to work on Um, I've been really good about whenever I kind of get a whimsical thing that I think's funny whether I'm jogging or walking um, I immediately well not while jogging but when I'm done I pull up my phone and anything that I think is kind of like funny or makes me chuckle to myself now I'm like adding a note on my phone and I've got like stand-up ideas as a list on my phone in Samsung notes and it's like it's a growing list and some things I'll come back and be like what the fuck were you thinking about that makes no sense and other things are really great little seeds for what um, I can write out into something Um, my original goal was to just attempt it once I have a thing pretty much written for like a bit to go up and do for an open mic that would probably be three to five minutes not maybe not even um but now it's it keeps creeping into my head more and more that this is something I want to do and maybe attempt at a more than just casual pace or not even just once so um I've been working on just in my head thinking of um always kind of if it if I think it's kind of a good thing write it down even if it's mediocre and I'm like "Eh, would this be funny I put it in my phone for me to revisit later and see if it's something that I want to grow and so um it'll be interesting because my one co-worker does stand up and she said that I think things are slated for 
somewhere in the middle or end of September for them to have stand up or sorry, open mic nights. It's kind of anyone can go up and do whatever their talents are, whether it's singing, comedy, just whatever, improv, spoken word. Everyone kind of gets their go at it. And so that is happening again. Um, I'm assuming barring any disasters with school starting back up again. But um, that and I just want to kind of gauge what happens. Because like you can't tell me that it's going to be a fun overtone, right? Because you're going to, is the mic getting wiped down after everybody? Or do comedians have to leave it like, on the stand with maybe like a f- some kind of temporary filter over it like there's so many rules to this now and it's just I think I'm gonna let them fly for the first few weeks if not a month and just see what happens because like I said with school happening again there could be a whole wave two of this again and so I'm gonna keep kind of just building up my ideas thinking it through listening to people to get inspiration um and just it it keeps growing in my head that this is something it went from something that I kind of just wanted to try to me wanting to make it more of a thing in my life and with winter coming maybe that'll replace the running and the basketball and so it'll be fun I think um I'm over it in my head I've had to talk to large groups before so I don't think stage fright will be horrible horrible that I would freeze or anything so and in any situation I don't shut the fuck up anyways so that's hence the podcast and so I look forward to this I think it'll be another it's something on my goal board right next to the running the basketball everything right um so stand up will be a thing I just have to gauge when it's safe because I have more than myself to think about. I have my family. I have co-work. Like, I can't go out getting COVID and then because I've moved back to the office now. So do I undo that? And then does me contracting something um, completely fuck my entire organization over, right? So there's more than just me to think about. Um, Selfishly, I would love to get at it. And just get that first go out of the way and just see just everything like is what I think is funny, funny. Can I deliver? And then there's the inevitable bombing and just everything that comes out of it and the emotions that can come out of it. I've made friends with a few comedians and they're some great people in this city. So I just I need to get that ball rolling and moving. And the last thing I kind of wanted to do and I'd already mentioned it is. Uh, we are a week away from school, so um, my, at least in my situation, we've opted to keep my son home. Um, I have computers and laptops all over the place, so we're going to wipe the one I'm actually using right now as a temporary for my podcast. Um, we're going to wipe that. That's going to be for school only, and then um, there's a company that's based out of this province that I don't know if I think they've been around for a while, but it's all digital education and they have a program from K through the end of high school. Um, it's an accredited curriculum, so it counts for going off to college and university. So uh, we're going to give it a go. He's not going. We've pulled him. Um, I that I feel that no one put in any concerted effort in a back to school plan at all. And so 
asking teachers to be the ones who a teach b keep like everyone safe like how do you like at certain age you're not going to get kids to socially distance and um how stringent are teachers allowed to be about disciplining other people's children for wearing a mask like my generation sure there was a meter stick and you could like threaten children (laughs) right and like that's off the table so now it's like if some asshole sends his kid to school because he doesn't believe COVID's a real thing and he doesn't send his kids with masks and he drops his three kids off uh what happens are they forced to teach them do they have to put them in a corner um do they call the parents and then get into a big kerfuffle at school so i'm not happy with i don't feel there was a proper amount of work done on any level whether it's um federally planning it out provincially school board anything and it just i feel like they handed it off and put this shit sandwich in the teacher's hands um and maybe the school board to that point because the like nothing seems to have been planned out anywhere. Now it's kind of like it got down to like mid-August and it's like, eh, we don't have a plan, so let's wing it. And that's not good enough. So my kid will be learning from home. I'll be attempting to put in my best effort to help him through this. Um, he's not high school yet, so hopefully I can help with most subjects. If not, I'll seek out help for it there's tutors all over the place um and super helpful people so and at the end of the day um digital might work better like kids might be able to work at the pace they want and um who knows right it may end up being a better program overall so we'll go from there um see how it goes sorry i got a cat who wants out um but that was kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on was just it's it's a strange time and um, I don't also want him there if because of just you're not going to be able to control control hundreds of children so even if one parent sends their kid off with symptoms or people have been known to be carriers without showing symptoms. One kid can spiral a school of 300 out of control, which gets the teachers sick. These kids are then bringing it home, giving it to their parents, their grandparents. And so school could cause a massive wave two of this. And so um, we're just going to peel back, let them learn from home. We're going to go from there, do our best. And then hopefully, maybe lots of parents are going to go this route. And then um, that might be a saving grace for teachers and then they'll only have a half full classroom as opposed to 30 kids like i don't see how you space out like i think most classrooms were at their maximum capacity here anyways and so i i personally couldn't see them teaching properly spreading the kids out and keeping it from being complete chaos in an already overly stressful situation so um he's staying home and if even 30%, 40% of the parents go the same route um, and learn that way, then maybe it's the people who do have their kids showing up, um, there's enough space. And then it's controllable because there aren't as many kids. Um, I get it. Some parents don't have the option. Um, I can. 
afford to give my child a laptop and let him learn digitally and I feel he's smart enough that he can learn on his own and he's intelligent enough to pick things up um, that way without having someone standing over him to reiterate it or whatever and um, I do trust myself to be able to help him and put in the effort to make this work so um, above and beyond that um, I hope there is no wave that comes out of this because when you look at it I think a lot of people's arguments are that young people don't get affected and I don't want to push that or test it in any way so um, everything willing I hope school goes off smoothly and we can kind of keep going and then maybe everyone wears a mask and this calms down so um thanks for listening um have a good week and i'll chat with you later